Welcome back to the Texas Rundown. As always, I'm your host, Danson. We have Open Facts-ish over here, as well as John Pancake P. Seal. And back. <laughs> we are back. The Pancake and is back. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Mavericks Mayhem with you today. And, you know, and I say this very loosely, but Ish is our, I guess, what you would call Mavericks expert. Again, I say that loosely. So, <laughs> Mavs experts on the Texas rundown. Yeah, yeah. our local Mavs insider, right? That's, uh, that's why I say this very loosely. Excuse the plane going by. Um, but, Ish, what the hell is going on with your team? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Danson. I think that we're in a great spot. We have a championship winning coach uh, about to... A championship winning coach is in like a, they sat on the bench and LeBron coached that Lakers team more than Jason. I, I mean, as, as a player, he also won a championship. I mean, this oh, is yeah. a this is a star-studded head coach. I think uh, we're, we're about to get Luca to sign a five-year max deal. There's trouble down in New Orleans with Zion. Uh, Christoph the fact we're having to compare the fact we're having value. to compare Dallas with New Orleans shows how dire, how oh, dire not, the situation I, I, is right I, I, now. I, I, I'm we're comparing com- the Mavericks for a playoff I, I, team to a, to a perpetual lottery I, I, team that's underachieved and fired their head coach. Not to mention that Jason Kidd is under 500 winning record as a head coach. You misinterpret what I said. Zion might be a great landing spot here in Dallas since he wants out. I, I know because so, uh, so many uh, so many big time yeah. free agents decide with the Mavs. It, with, yeah, with, like with, uh, 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 with Luca in uh, town. No, absolutely. It was, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, when was the last big free agent signing with the Mavericks? Uh, please drop that in the comments. I would was like it, to know because there have been. Was it Sean any... Marion? No, he, I think he was traded. Um, <laughs> Sean Marion at the end of his career was a big free agent signing. <laughs> Eric Gampier. <laughs> so I won't lie. We're not L.A. We're not Miami. Nobody's going and go, oh, I'm going to sign a five-year max contract with the Dallas Mavericks. Well, I mean, they you almost, couldn't even get DeAndre Jordan. You had him in the bag, and then they, he was they like, got you know him, they, hold on, hey, hold on. Hey, Blake Griffin they, held they, him captive they, in his closet. They, they, ended up, they ended up getting DeAndre. He was just very washed up at the time. They didn't finally get very him. Very washed oh, up. Oh, yeah. I mean, very. but – they got him a year after he was supposed to like he was a gonna sign with the Mavs on a max contract and then he's like you know what actually I'm gonna stay honestly, with this shitty would, Clippers that team. was a big overpay that was worked out for the Mavs honestly just like the New Orleans oh, situation but we let's address the elephant in the room here obviously sure we a head coaching change we talked about Jason well, Kidd Rick yeah, Carlisle yeah, is be, gone be, like, be, before we even start on that I guess we're gonna talk about the Tim Cato athletic article that came out saying that there is issues uh, going on in the front office for the Dallas Mavericks. I'll be honest, I was the first one to believe Mark Cuban's tweets up until Donnie Nelson got up and got fired. <laughs> then we followed that up with Rick Carl leaving because, you know, it's his bestie. Yep. It's his butt buddy. <laughs> so Rick, Rick Carl leaves. Now we're talking, you know, Michael Finley could have been uh, the next GM. Uh, GM for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, now, But you went above and beyond. And you got a Nike executive. Exactly. That knows a lot of NBA players in the league. Oh, I, I don't have any problem with the signing. My thing I'm is, I'm the one that told you that. When, when you have, I, I read it. <laughs> my thing is, reported. My thing is, when you His look at these Nico teams, Harrison. When you look at professional teams, especially with coaching, GMs is kind of a different story. Usually, there's rounds of interviews. Typically, franchises do this. Like when you look at Portland Trailblazers, they're interviewing Becky Hammond, they're interviewing Mike D'Antoni, they're interviewing Chauncey Billups, and they different rounds of interviews. It seemed like the Mavs basically, 
Oh, Jason Kidd, you're automatically the coach without really shopping yeah. around to see who could possibly be the best fit as opposed to them thinking they already know the best fit. Well, and like Becky Hammond would have been some, the best It's kind of some fit. Jerry Jones-level shit right here. I, 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 I would have loved to right see a right Becky here. Hammond. My personal favorite Chauncey pick. would be great too. The, the personal favorite pick I would love to see and I think would work great with Luca's style of play is Mike D'Antoni. You oh, know, absolutely. Uh, Pringles. I think really with the up pace, if we would have, because we don't oh, play defense it'd be the same, anyways. It'd be the same never system, play defense. The same I wish system. that we could run a stitch of how you talked about D'Antoni when he was coaching the Rockets. No, it's funny how we started this podcast, look, 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 look. and it was talking about the Rockets dysfunction, and now how the how the tides have turned. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean the tides have turned? How the, the turntables crashed and We have burned. Silas. Silas would have been a better coach than Jason Kidd, so we got your coach. I don't and understand why we had the second pick in the draft. Things are looking good if you're a Rockets fan. So, yeah, let's talk about Jamal Mosley. Gone. Yeah, he's leaving. There's there's no way we keep Jamal Mosley. Obviously, with uh, Jason Kidd coming in, he's going to get his own assistance. Everybody's Another guy, I'd be looking at some of those Clipper assistants, too. You look, I, I mean, like Sam Cassell. Would be, I, 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 Tyler on Lou. Yeah, Ty Lou. We'll talk he's about that in another segment. Who, oh, oh, man. I, it, not, not quite as good as Doc Rivers, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to do this because Dancer says I never do this. <laughs> I, I got egg on my face, boys and girls. <laughs> Uh, Ty Lu is a much better coach. You got a couple eggs on your face. <laughs> oh, I got a couple eggs on my face. I was definitely wrong about some things. Um, but no, that, that that was part of it. Uh, egg on my face, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm wrong every now and then, guys. I can't be 100% right. I'm human. Mostly wrong. <laughs> You're mostly wrong. You just spin it into a way. Well, what do you think of the Mavs' biggest issues? Switching gears here, obviously, we're talking about the egg in the face. Yeah. Right? Switching gears. What do you think of the Mavs' biggest issues, and what do you think how these hires solve this so, so, so we still got to talk about we, we, we still got to talk about the front office. We got Bob. Bob is a World Series of Poker sports better who got signed on. And uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that happened, or uh, was mentioned in the Tim Cato article, which was at one point uh, during a loss to the Golden State Warriors, from uh, the stands, Bob told Luca to calm down, and Luca just outburst and said, shut the fuck up, like, you don't tell me to calm down. And they went to Rick Carlisle and was like, who, who's coach here? Who, who, who leads? And Rick Carlisle told him, I don't know. <laughs> and that, that's where the dysfunction leads, right? We're talking about Mark Cuban being the next Jerry Jones. Um, how, how does how does that leave the Mavericks, right? Does Jason Kidd actually get to set the lineups when he becomes coach? Because it you, looks like we're finalizing you know a deal with this him. This is all starting to make sense in my head. Like you brought up, Jason Kidd didn't have to even really go through an interview process. Yeah. They didn't look at other candidates. They're finding somebody who has a less than 500 record. Yeah, see, this is, he's so that he's, all he's we going know what Jason do, Kidd is, a head coach. And the, what he's gonna do is he's gonna be a he's gonna be the face of this and, this poker Bob guy. Oh, absolutely. The shadow GM in the Mavericks. And the Texans and had the same problem with Jack. He doesn't Easterby. have an option. Jack, Jack. They have him by the ball. No, they have it, Jason Kidd by the ball. And this is well, the thing. I, I, we also got to take into consideration. Look, I'm gonna agree with you guys. I do not agree with the Jason Kidd signing. They wanted to put up the smoke screens that the new GM was going to sign the Ned uh, the next head coach would lead it up. Nico Harrison hasn't even signed a deal yet. We're already confirming that Jason Kidd is coming in. Oh, it was signed today. Coach. Yeah, it was already yeah, signed today. Yeah, Jason yeah. Kidd's going to sign tomorrow. Like, really? <laughs> They're both signed. You, 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 yeah. you, you, you tell me, did Nico really have a hand in looking for the new head coach? Or was it Dirk, Michael Finley, everybody who's ever played for the, well, he, for the Mavs, who's yeah. friendly with the Mavs? Yeah, they're like, they won one championship. So anyone associated with that one championship is automatically has a job, basically. That's yeah. kind of what they've said. I'm sure Tyson Chandler will be a dunk coach. The I'm sure Karan, Asia, Karan Asia. Butler's going to come in. 
I think Paige is going to be the three-point shot coach. Yeah, Paige will be the three-point shot coach. But in all seriousness, I mean, my thing is with Jason Kidd, and it's not like Jason Kidd's some guy who has we've, – we've seen what Jason Kidd has as a head coach. Like I say all the time, a, a biggest reflection of, of head coaches is how the team looks when the coach leaves. Everywhere Jason Kidd has left a head coach, the teams have improved. The Bucks, with the same mediocre roster they had under Bud, where they had Eric Bledsoe, obviously Giannis. Giannis took some steps up too. But when you look at the Bucks after after Jason Kidd left and Bud took over, as much as we give Bud as a shitty playoff coach, the team went from being a bottom of the East team to a top of the East powerhouse once once Bud came I mean, to town. I honestly think team. the Mavericks should have waited until he gets fired from. If they don't make the finals, I think that Budenholzer's gone. Oh, and then. I think he would be a better person. You, you, Jason you bring in an established coach. Jason Kidd is somebody we know that he well, saw. Is, is, is a mediocre The Lakers had a lot of faith in him. They brought him in as an assistant coach, thinking that Frank Vogel wasn't going to work out and thinking they were going to fire him. All LeBron teams always have an assistant coach that's waiting for LeBron to fire the head coach. So that guy can jump in. Yeah, yeah. And for so, every Ty Lue, there's a million ones. Tyron Lue. <laughs> yeah, for every Ty Lue that's actually qualified and is, is backed it up. There's a million of them that haven't worked out well at all. Well, I mean, so. LeBron's had a lot of great coaches. Eric Spolstra, I've never had any qualms. I think that Eric Oh, and Pat Riley was never going to let LeBron coach. fire fire Eric Spolstra. That was a big deal, like when LeBron bumped him and things like that. Pat Riley runs a tight ship. Yeah. When you when you have when you have the people running, with, you know, when you have the monkeys running the zoo, it's like in Dallas. It's like Luca's obviously has a lot of power, and he's young, oh, and, yeah. young that's and, a, and hungry. And I was hearing like a lot that. of hype about hiring one of his Euro coaches over. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you can do because you can't give all put all the cards in Lucas. Yeah, we got a lot of sure. Americans on the team. I mean, he's young. He's obviously younger, but I mean, similar thing. Like, you, gotta, you can't spoil you them. Gotta, you can, I mean, you want to. You obviously want to make them happy. We, we but, have to make them happy. You have to. We did that, we did that with we did that, and the Rockets play. did that with Harden, where you you bend over backwards. Anybody he has to get along with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's out of town. Oh, and look at Porzingis don't have a tight relationship, slope. so it's like it's a slippery slope. Oh, for slope. sure, but you have to because he's a generational talent, and you have to carry that. That's the NBA. Without Luca, you're not relevant. So if you look at this, I don't know why you wouldn't take an established head coach like a Mike Tony. Mike Tony and Bud, for all their playoff failures, they'll get you out of the first round. Yeah, right. and that's the thing is that's a win for the match. You want to make a deep playoff run. The unfortunately, only way we the keep Clippers, Luca taking coach Dallas like that and is going put, deep in the playoffs, and we're not going to go deep in the playoffs with Jason Kidd. I think the biggest thing that the the Mavericks need is a coach and a GM that can build a team around Luca. Like it can't be all Luca and then a bunch of role players. I mean, you need some more superstars. I mean, KP hasn't been the superstar. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s borderline. But, he's borderline. Yeah, but, he's but, but he's he's a, he'll, he'll he can be a star, but he's never going to be a superstar. But you're a, not winning with one superstar. If he and, was the third a, option, a of, then oh, sure. that third or fourth option, you that would be a great thing. You third or fourth option, but I've accepted No, he's the second Hardaway best player. He's, he's second Robin best and Lucas Batman. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. He was the second best player, but I'm saying that if he's the third or fourth option, the Mavs are going probably to the Western And also, and my thing, too, when you look at this team, I mean, there's been a lot of problems. Like, let's look, Donnie Nelson, as great as as great as he's been over in the past, what have you done for me lately? It's like... The Seth Curry trade. Luka. The Seth Curry trade was a disaster. Yes, he did find Luca, which obviously saves the franchise in that respect. But as far as I drafting, as far as drafting players besides Luca, what good players we, has this team drafted? We, we drafted Jalen Brunson. Brunson, yeah, Brunson and Luca. That was all one draft. And that's basically yeah. And that's basically been it. They he hasn't drafted any. Draft. He hasn't besides Luca. He hasn't drafted any All Stars since Dirk. Right, and I. So, I, I mean, that's I, a problem. I, I, yeah. I was hesitant to change. Right, and he didn't even draft Dirk. We we made a we made a draft night trade with the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh yeah, uh, but I. I, I was hesitant to change. I hated to see Rick Carlisle go. I hated to see Donnie go. But at the same time, I think you guys are right. We we need new life. In order to keep Luca here, we're going to have to make a deep playoff run. Does that mean uh, that we fill the entire coaching staff with cronies of the Dallas Mavericks? I would not be shocked if I saw Dirk Nowinski, head, uh, assistant coach to Jason Kidd, 
because he was brought on to. There could be a better head coach probably than Jason Kidd. Yeah, I, Jason Kidd. It's, 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 it's great as a basketball for general. You can be a great. thing is, you can be a great player, not a good coach. Like Ty Lue is was Ty Lue an amazing player than me? Absolutely not. Like he's he's most famous for being stepped, stepped over, over by, by Allen Iverson, and he was part of the T Mac trade. He was like he was a former Rocket. Shout out Rockets legend Ty Lue. But you look at when you look at him, a lot of these guys are usually not the best players in it. Being Why do you got to bring coaches. the Rockets into this shit? We're not even talking about the Rockets. Oh, we oh, talked about Miami. I'm already. just enjoying. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just enjoying a little bit seeing some Mavs dysfunction after seeing the Texans dysfunction and the Rockets. It's nice to have nice to have the them, the Rockets whoa, and Texans whoa, not whoa, be the discussion whoa, whoa. here. We're, we're not blowing up the fucking team, okay? We're, no, no. Yeah, we we arguably and, have and the also, best player and, in the NBA. And here's right my now. thing too with Rick Carlisle yeah. and looking at different coaches. I hope the new coach could figure out some ways to make Porzingis involved. I like Porzingis. Not involve, and he has Porzingis we're, we're, has skills we're, we're, that they don't we're, we're use. Trading. Porzingis is good. So, so let's talk about that. The trade value, whether or not we keep him. We're talking about trades with the Golden State Warriors for Kelly Oubre. That that's what we were talking about before the trade uh, trade deadline. Yeah, which I mean, it, that's what that's what came it can, out. It could be that's an upgrade, and it, it's really there's not many good fits that work. A side trade can work like that. Obviously, you look. I mean, Washington, Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's one they mentioned too. And uh, I think you're a better team. Washington than Russ. is definitely not going to make that trade. Russ is definitely a much better player than Chris. I mean, the thing is, they've already got rid of Scotty Brooks, who's his coach. Russ is the new guy in town. Russ has been passed around each season, so it wouldn't shock me. I don't think it's going to happen. Passed around. But also, like Luca and Russ would not work well together. I mean, you, the thing you is, can't you have. You can stagger. You can stagger. No, you can stagger their minutes. I mean, like the Rockets. Bradley Beal, yeah. I mean, the Rock. I mean, the Rock. I mean, the Rockets made Harden and they made a second round playoff run. They ran into the champions and lost, obviously, in the bubble. But I mean, the Harden Russell Westbrook pairing worked when they were healthy. You need to get a. Of course, they were healthy very long, but. Right, and because you can rotate it. Yeah, but but the thing is, is like they need a they need a off ball superstar to come in and be able to because Luca is. I mean. UK right now, Lucas listed as a point guard. He came yeah. in as a small forward. And you need somebody. Like, it's a wings league, so you need another elite wing. However, right. you can figure that Think out. Think about this. What about a Ben Simmons? No, oh, Jesus. And we're talking get, about get get this and now and now and now we're talking. And here's the interesting thing about Ben Simmons. No, dude, Obviously, could, Ben Simmons value. The man ben, cannot the shoot. Is, the thing we is, need production. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is is Clay Thompson compared to him. But if we're talking about fit wise. Ben Simmons obviously adds defense. Defensive player of the year. He should have won defensive player of the year instead of Gobert. Let's be real. Well, He's a I, way it, better one-on-one defender. This Mavs team and, if but you got a Mike D'Antoni, the guy if you look, score. If you look, if, but he's not the number one. The guy, option the guy, the, the guy melts out of class every year. He, but he melts you look, down, but you look at that. you look at what Porzingis does bring. He brings elite spacing. Even if he show up in the box score and he's yeah. a seven-three shooting guard, his ability to literally just stand at three-point line creates so many openings if, for Luka. If Luca. he wasn't so, so tall, he would be a UPS driver. That's, oh, that's sure. what he would be. The thing is, but I would like to see the Mavs, because Carlo never was willing to do this. I would like to see them involve him in more pick-and-roll action, more pick-and-pop action, instead of having that's, him just stand stand three, pl- three feet behind the three-point line and jack up threes. And he, he, like doesn't like, and he doesn't like working in the post, which he needs to work on himself. Well, He's got to well, go in the okay, offseason so, and fix so, that. So, so let's, let's talk about his differences from New York to here. He was a defensive monster. He loved to work in the post. There's definitely been some changes in the injury. We, we thought he was going to be the better, uh, the, the player he was in New York. He hasn't. The experiment's over. It's time to get rid of him. I try so, and at least use him and don't, don't sell quite as low because you're selling so low on this guy. If he's if it's a full healthy offseason, I, I think he could come back and at least raise his value to where you could get so he's not such a negative asset. Maybe not positive asset, but at least kind of neutral. You know what I'm saying? So we got the our producer back here with the timer screaming at us to wrap this up. So <laughs> let's uh, yeah, see him right there. Let's give some grades um, for this hiring. Let's so give GM no, grades. I, I think it'd be better to do kind of like an over underplay. Do a are the Mavs going to be a higher seed or a lower seed than in the Western Conference season? than they were this year? They were a fifth seed this year. 
So, do you uh, think with these with these front office changes, the Mavs are in a better place or a worse place? I don't think much changes. I think they're probably a five to seven seed next year. Five to seven. I think they're not a play-in team, but or actually they're a play-in team. They're a seven seed, but I think they're gonna be about a five to seven seed. They, they will never be a play-in team. I, I for don't. The next three I years. don't think they're much is gonna change. I think maybe they could be a tiny bit worse. But I think if Porzingis is healthy for most of the year, they could maybe win one or two more games, possibly than this past year. But that's what I'm saying. I don't Jesus think, Christ is gonna come. Back. I don't think much is going to. Ha- I don't think much is going to change for this team. So I think they're still they're still probably up four solid teams in the West. They're just always gonna be better than them. All right, Hanson. Uh, Yep, so I think that unless they get rid of KP and get another superstar and somehow keep Hardaway without having to pay him an absorbent amount, which he definitely earned I mean, in the up, end of the uh, season. We could pick Kimba off of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, yeah but, but I think that uh, unless they get you know a second player, I think that they're going to be you know borderline even making the playoffs next year. Gotcha. Um, no, I, I think this is good. I think that Nico Harrison, knowing the players around the league, being a former Nike exec, is going to find a way to move Przingis positively, if not during this offseason. As you mentioned, get his, uh, get, uh, get, get his... Well, how much value is he worth, he has, though? He's a negative asset. He has one of the worst contracts in the league. Yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a huge a max contract, and he's injured all the time. Uh, That's we, 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 at the time we signed him, everybody thought it was a great signing. We, oh, for sure. He had a lot of potential upside. I, I think we're going to work on that. We're, uh, we're going to trade him. We're going to get another superstar in. I think we're going to be definitely a third fourth seed for the next few years. So you come. got better, I got worse. About the same, yeah. yeah it could be a little yeah, worse, even. but probably about the probably So about we're even. all over the board on this. So oh, I love it. Darts. Remember this conversation uh, when you tune into the Mavs next season and then uh, <laughs> and give both these guys shit whenever the Mavs are awful and they barely make the playoffs or if they make the playoffs I'm still at all, wiping so. the egg off my and if face. You, and if you answer. haven't already, obviously give us a follow on Spotify. We are still working to obviously go to Apple as well, but obviously Spotify is king. But um, make sure you follow us, share this with your friends. Um, it's definitely great to have to be back talking basketball again, um, even though there are no Texas teams in the playoffs. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's still fun. It's still good talking sports, and uh, it's good seeing you guys. And so thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, fans, whoever tuned in, whoever made it this long. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be coming back to you shortly with some other content.